Do your neighbors judge you when you run around like a madman to the mailbox? Are you spending the last of your paycheck on a book of stamps? Do you find yourself printing form letters at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, welcome to Autographers Anonymous. Welcome to Autographers Anonymous, a place where we discuss our addiction to the greatest hobby in the world. Let's go around the room with two people. <laughs> What's up, guys? It's Mike from the Autograph Network, a.k.a. the Godfather. And after hearing Justin Timberlake on the radio, I decided to bring Sexy back to this show. Oh, I don't know if I can handle that, man. <laughs> uh, I'm Zane Savage, and uh, I'm pouring one out for Luke Walton. Luke Perry. All righty. Uh, <laughs> Luke, Luke Perry. Uh, as you guys know, our fanatic feedback is available. If you want to ask the uh, show a question, all you have to do is go to our website, autographersanonymous.com or graphersaa.com and submit a question. We'll answer it on the show. All right. To the new returns. All right. Before I get into that, uh, real quick, show this off. We talked about doing this. If somebody happened to pass away, uh, rest in peace, King Kong Bundy. A uh, big part of my childhood uh, from WrestleManias to Saturday Night Main Events uh, passed away today at the age of 61. So that is one I got him and uh, pretty boy Larry Sharp. This is very old. This was back when I was collecting years ago. So um, rest in peace, King Kong Bundy. Uh, as far as TTMs, it was a very slow week. Now, what I'm doing with TTMs, I'm not sending out, you know, before I was very, very conscious of uh, return dates uh, because I moved around so much. Now that we're established in our house and hopefully not moving within the next uh, 10 to 20 years, um, sending out some stuff that is going to take a little longer to get back, and I'm okay with that. But uh, what that means is I don't get a lot of stuff in some weeks, and this was one of them. But here we go. Matthew Modine from, uh, what is this, Full Metal Jacket. You guys might recognize him currently from Stranger Things. Another Full Metal Jacket. Uh, the pink paint pen that he used, unfortunately, rubbed off a little bit on some of the photos. But uh, this is one of my favorite photos from the movie Memphis Bell. I actually lived in Memphis for a few years, so I got to see the actual Memphis Bell. Um, also signed my envelope with a little peace sign. So uh, very cool return. This was out quite some time via venue. Great actor Alan Cumming. And you might not recognize him from those, but he was Nightcrawler in X-Men. I always thought he was Pee Wee Herman. Like, for like <laughs> 10 years, I thought he was Pee Wee Herman. I was like, wait, no, that's a different guy. All right. And a hockey return that just came in, Jacques Lemire. Great Montreal Canadian. Anytime I uh, send a hockey players, if they've won the Stanley Cup, I love getting pictures with the Stanley Cup because I think it's the coolest trophy in all of sports. And old school, check out the goalie not wearing a helmet. Oh, he is. He's, he's wearing a small face mask, but love old school hockey. Um, I did get it in a package from our co-host who is not with us, Mr. Stacy Schaefer. What we're doing, we're doing a project. It's called uh, TTM Tradeoff. Basically, we track who we send to and we don't send to the same people. And it's basically like a blind trade. So I got in a bunch of autographs. So I send to people, he sends to people. And if we get a return, we each get one of the returns that they send multiples. So uh, it's a nice batch of random stuff because Stacy and I collect a lot of the same stuff. Wrestling, football, uh, NXT guys, basketball, uh, just some cool stuff. Uh, one of the big highlights for me, Hall of Famer Ty Law, football. And I get another Hall of Famer somewhere. Uh, this one's pretty cool because he added the HOF inscription. Hall of Fame coach Marv Albert, longtime Buffalo Bill coach. Mark so, I, 
what I say? I said Marv Albert, and I. That's right. You said Luke Walton at the beginning. It's Luke Perry, but uh, it's going to be one of those nights, isn't it? Yep, it's definitely yeah. going to be one of those nights. <laughs> so that's a cool project that me and Stacy are working on. Um, some purchases. I'll go through these real quick. This is for our other co-host, who's uh, hopefully going to join us maybe later. Uh, this is for Andy Summers. This is Zidana Charo, who is a Boston Bruins. He'll probably be a future Hall of Famer, so I'm trying to pick those up. And got this at a cheap price. This is David Arkham. He was the voice of Wedge Antilles. Cool Star Wars card, numbered out of 25. I love the back of these because that reminds me of the old original Star Wars cards. So got that at a good price. Um, I did get a very cool batch of autographs. Bought this at a lot. Um, I'll show the highlights. There's one that I specifically bought it for, and you'll see why in just a minute. Um, but this is the shot heard around the world. It's dual signed by Bobby Thompson and uh, Ralph Branca, who was the pitcher. One of the best TTM signers ever was he Bobby was. Thompson. Yes, He's Hall great. of Fame. Yes, absolutely. Uh, this is a signed newspaper, Stan the Man Musual. Long time great with the uh, Cardinals. Uh, an original 1956 Sports Illustrated cover, also signed by Stan the Man in like a pen, and also signed by Bill Verdon, who was also in the photo. Yeah, Musual... Um... I don't know. A lot of these younger kids may not know. He actually was uh, one of the notorious guys who sent out pre-signed postcards. So he maybe usually wouldn't sign what you sent him, but you would at least get an autograph back. You know, it's a Hall yeah. of Famer, so it was yeah, they, they they weren't uh, pre-prints or auto pens. They were actually signed by him. Um, right. You could tell. You know, when he got older, they got a lot shakier. shakier. But uh, God bless him for sending those out. I yeah. got one somewhere. Um, but this is why I bought it, and you guys can form your own opinions, but I obviously did a lot of research because I wouldn't spend the money on it. Um, contemplating sending this off to PSA, but finally picked up a mantle. Ooh, the Mick. And it was, here's the, uh, the ticket. Originally $55. I would gladly pay that at a show to pick up the mantle. Just to um, meet him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, have a beer with him. I'm sure a lot of people did that. We're 10. Um, <laughs> there, was, there was a bunch of other baseball stuff. Um, let's see. One of the other great signers who has sadly passed, uh, Bob Feller. His stuff is out there because he signed a ton. He did back in the day. And, <laughs> and right when I started getting into the hobby and started my fan favorite set, he was strictly priceless. And oh, it was annoying because everybody talked about Feller's amazing. He would sign anything. And I, I tried him like six times. I got that damn priceless like six times. Nice. Really? Yeah. That's surprising. It was towards um, the end of his life. Yeah. On Facebook, you know, I'm trying to pick up people who I can't get TTM and I'm part of uh, wrestling Facebook. Of course that played a huge part of my life growing up, but a lot of uh, current people I can't get because I don't chase them at airports or shows, but I picked up a bunch of eight by tens for an amazing price. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Natalia dual signed. Uh, Malina. Great entrance. Psycho Sid, Sid Vicious, Sid, went by a few different names. Um, like I said, I'm picking up stuff 8x10s. I might have some of these guys 4x6s, but it's always nice to pick up 8x10s. Uh, here's Billy Kidman, when is Kidman at uh, WCW. Had a great run. Uh, I love this because here's a picture of the one-man gang great character in WWF. And then the next one is Akeem, the African dream. And they're not twins. It's played by the same person and he signed in character. So always cool to add that. Um, huge ECW fan. So 
Rob Van Dam, who's actually from Battle Creek, Michigan, just outside of my hometown, Kalamazoo. Uh, the Sandman, another ECW, and uh, another cool dual sign. Yeah, Mick Foley as Cactus Jack and Kevin Sullivan. Um, I got probably 10, 12 more uh, that I pick up at a great price. I just, when I see stuff, I, I can't pass it up. Um, like this one, I have Sunny. She was one of my favorites, the original diva. But this is an old ECW promo, uh, which I love the old Dean. promos. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, she was a... Uh, she was something else in the in the 90s. So, um, like I said, it was a very, very slow week. Um, but, again, I'm sending stuff out that may not come back for six, eight months, maybe a year. But I have that ability now because I'm established in our home and, you know, I, I don't have to worry about stuff getting forwarded. So, um, that's, that's pretty much it. Awesome, man. Um, I of course didn't get any TTMs in until I come up with a new strategy other than the little fancy cards. Uh, I won't be getting anything in probably. We'll see if any float in. Um, but I did get some purchases and, um, I saw some cheap cards on com C just a couple. Um, I order from com C a lot for my other business. Um, and I threw these in, these are guys that were decently popular back when I was a kid. And, um, uh, this guy was a beast at the plate. He was a decent pitcher, but he hit like like three to five home runs a season. Mike Hampton. This is a uh, a Leaf signature card from, I think, 96 or 97. I can't remember which one. Um, and this one is beautiful. Um, I think uh, I might have got another. I don't know if I bought that Vinny Castilla. There was a Vinny Castilla just like this, but uh, this one is a bigger name. Andres Galarraga, the big cat, nice. um, and it's on card, and it's a beautiful signature. Like he took his time with that thing, so I uh, picked it up for a real good price. Um, so I'm just keeping my eye out for some baseball players that uh, I was a big fan of when I was a kid, and not really Hall of Famers because those guys charge out the wazoo and their certifieds are crazy prices. Uh, but yeah, that's really all I got. Uh, this week, let's go ahead and move on to the Collector's Chronicles, and this involves me. Um, I had a big uh, project this week, and uh, I got back a lot of stuff from storage that had been there for like 10 or 15 years, and it was a lot of stuff that was extras, um, preprints, um, fakes, secretarials, um, envelopes from my old TTM days 15 years ago, like 10 to 15 years ago. That's probably the range. And I went through all of it because I couldn't store it. I didn't have enough room. So I had to make cuts. You guys know what that means. But if you have a big collection and a lot of clutter, you got to make cuts somewhere. And um, so I started going through my stuff and I found some amazing things. I have some amazing stories. So hold on to your pants because I know you guys have heard some of these stories. But a majority of you haven't. And actually, the last thing I'm going to show you leads into our topic for the day today. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and get started. Um, first, this is a postcard from Rance Howard. He passed away recently, I think. But uh, I wrote to him TTM and got his autograph and everything. And then uh, around Christmas time, he sent me a postcard with him and his wife on it. I'm like, Wow. Okay. That's nice. Thanks for thinking of me. You know, I just sent uh, a TTM to him and I guess he had me on a list somewhere and sent to all of his fans for Christmas. So that was great. Um, I've talked about this, not on this show, but uh, I know on previous shows, um, this is a flyer for Taryn Manning, who uh, was in orange is the new black. And you're like, okay, so what? Well, in the back, is actually part of her script from Hawaii Five O, and that's how she made the flyers. She uh, recycled the paper from her script from the TV show she was on. I was like, "Wow, that's that's really interesting." I forgot I had it. I told that story before, but I couldn't remember where the item was. Um, 
this is one I've told, I know several times. Uh, this is a letter from, uh, I'm gonna forget his name now. Glenn Shaddix. He was in Beetlejuice, uh, and a bunch of Tim Burton movies. He was the bigger guy. Um, I wrote to him and I got a letter back from his uh, sister and basically she found my autograph photo like ready to be sent out and he never got to send it out because he passed away. So uh, I'll just read the first paragraph, which is pretty short. Uh, it says, Dear Zane, while going through my brother's things and cleaning out his condo, I found this autograph picture, Glenn, addressed to you. It looks like you were the last to get an autograph picture. So like the autograph photo I have of Glenn Shaddix, which I should have got out of my collection. It's it's in my photo book. Uh, is the last one he signed, apparently, according to his sister. And it goes on and she talks about uh, his burial and all the some funny stuff that uh, that happened uh, around the funeral with uh, Jeffrey Jones and Tim Burton and stuff. So um, really cool piece right here. I'm not going to read the whole thing because it'd be too long. And it's a little personal. I don't I don't know. Putting that out there in public is a little weird. Um, this is a cool piece. So um, this was in a book. This is when I first started buying books. And it's from Maya Angelou. And it was an extra that I just threw out of the book because I, I didn't want to sell it or trade it or whatever I did with the book. And it's a postcard. And it actually is not signed by Maya Angelou or it would have went in my collection. It's a fake signature on the card, but that's her handwriting on the card next to her, the fake signature. So she actually held this and like wrote the address and everything. You can tell if you had Maya Angelou's autograph before, you can tell that's her handwriting right there. Um, so I didn't even realize that. I just threw it out of the uh, book and it was in my pile of crap that i had so i pulled it out i was like oh my angel will held this i mean it's proof because it got her hand running right there all right we, i got a stack here guys it's gonna be a little bit so uh i got a lot of cool stories here trust me um and this has happened i know this has happened to a lot of you guys you write to somebody and you get a freaking obituary back um so uh this says uh this is uh, reprinted from the San Gabriel Valley News in Pasadena, Pasadena. Thanks for your interest. I guess somebody asked for the obituary of the person I wrote to who was not. This is before Star Tiger Mark people passed away, so I didn't know. It was Ben Wade, who was a baseball player. And uh, I write to him, and I get an obituary back. So it was a little morbid. Um, this is a funny one. I used to write to um, congressmen and senators. And I got this one back. Um, I don't, the letter is somewhere uh, in my collection, but this is in the extras pile. It's a flyer for Larry Craig, the uh, notorious bathroom foot tapper. Uh, if you guys know that story, I just found that funny. That's why I pulled that one out. Um, so this, this one could be evidence for a case against. Okay. Because uh, what I did, I had a lot of sec uh, secretaries to famous people write letters. This is what they do. They write letters saying uh, either so-and-so can't sign or so-and-so is happy to sign for you and the secretary will sign the letter. Well, I know that many people that are connected to celebrities sometimes go into show business. You may have an autograph in your collection. Um, and this is why I'm talking about this today partly is I want you guys to go through your clutter if you have extra time to see what you may have in there. Uh, the extra time, I pulled out like 15 or 16 autographs from something I'll talk about at the end. Um, but this is a secretarial letter from Bill Cosby's secretary. Bill Cosby, obviously a very uh, controversial figure these days, to say the least. But his TTMs have always been controversial and uh, would make a great case against but this is Hazel L. Bush, who sent many of these out with autographs. And Hazel uh, passed away around the same time that Bill Cosby's autograph seemed to change um, on his uh, TTMs. That's all I'm saying. Leave it at that. Um, next up. It's not proof. I'm just saying. Um, 
Gerald Ford basically sent me a little note, said, stop sending it to me. You've sent to me too much. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Um, this is a literally a letter, um, an envelope, and a letter inside from Afghanistan and the presidential palace. And uh, I totally forgot. I, uh, I actually I remembered because uh, my I was talking to Michael Lowe, and he was uh, talking about this autograph recently. But so I remembered I sent to this guy, but I didn't know I had the uh, envelope. It's got the crazy like Afghanistan stamps and like handwriting and stuff. And I don't know. It was interesting. It's from the president, uh, Mohammed uh, Karzai. I looked the guy up that wrote this uh, secretarial letter, and I didn't realize he wasn't anybody famous. So. This is another funny one. I know I'm going on, guys, but there's a, there's several stories here. I'm, I'm coming to an end, though. I think I got, like, three more. Um, Jimmy Dean. So, Jimmy Dean, founder of Jimmy Dean Sausage, also a singer. A lot of you guys don't know. I think I told this story once, but uh, this is the actual proof that I did this stupid thing. Um, I was cranking out custom index cards back in the day. And uh, I just wanted to get it done. So I would just like Google uh, the, the name and throw the first picture usually that I found that was decent on the card. Well, as you can see, this is Jimmy Dean. If you're, if you're watching the podcast, that is, you can see that this is Jimmy Dean, singer and founder of Jimmy Dean Sausage right there. <laughs> That's James Dean, uh, not Jimmy Dean. Um, and... He did not sign anything and sent me a photo that was not signed. So uh, Jimmy Dean was a pretty good signer. So it takes a lot of uh, charisma to not get a signature from him or stupidity, not, not charisma, stupidity. So cool, that's cool. Hannah Luke sausages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess I didn't know who Jimmy Dean was at the time. Cause like everybody knows like that's the, that's like the iconic rebel without a cause picture. I don't know what I was thinking, man. All right, two more left. All right, here we go. Um, this is when I, I decided I wanted something unique. I was going through this phase where I wanted unique signatures. And I decided to send Ralph Nader. I, I went on eBay and bought a seatbelt, like the, the attachment part of the seatbelt, right? And I was like, I'm going to send this to Ralph Nader and get it signed. I'm going to get it framed. Because Ralph Nader is the guy that basically uh, forced cars to include seat belts and um i mean that, that'd look awesome on the wall well i got this long letter not long but semi-long letter back from like a secretary guy basically saying he doesn't agree to sign and he sent me a flyer for the book and uh he says he didn't think it was appropriate to sign a safety belt he feels more comfortable signing books so that Screw you, <laughs> what am my safety belt signed and not and then i had a safety belt that i bought for like 25 bucks that was useless to me i was like great and i'm out 25 bucks all right and the last one the the uh, big one that i found which is controversial you know i'm not even gonna say the name because uh i feel weird saying the name but this is from the office of a famous lawyer and it's signed by his sec assist assistant. Well, I, I looked up the name. Like I said, I was looking up all the names of the secretaries and assistants. And this person turns out to have been murdered by her husband in like 2015. So I have a signature from this person. And I'm like, wow, this is a totally different class of signature that I really haven't dealt with before. And I don't know how to treat it. Like, I don't know what to do with it. Like, obviously, I'm not going to sell it, but, like, do I put it in my collection? Do I just put it back with all the other stuff I had? Because I'm, like, I feel awkward just owning it. Um, so that's the last thing I wanted to show you guys. I know a big old laundry list of things um, uh, to talk about uh, that I found, but I, I urge you guys to go to your collection for this reason. And I'll get back to this signature and, and why it's awkward. And we'll talk a little bit about it after this. But um, when I was going through my stuff, I also found many envelopes that um, had written addresses out by people. So they'll, if you leave the address part blank, which I used to do, and I don't know why I stopped doing it, but I used to leave it blank. 
um, they would write their own address in and a lot of times they'd sign their name and then put their address under it. Well, I cut about 15 of those out and boom, 15 extra autographs in my collection, just like that. Uh, just for a little work of going through some old stuff. Um, so every time I send a TT and now I, I don't know why I didn't think of this before. I'm going to start leaving that blank again. I used to write my address twice. Like, what does that do really? Um, so I'm gonna start leaving that blank again and maybe they'll start writing their name again. Extra autograph. Hey, you know, you never know. Um, so let's talk about this. I know I've been rambling for like the last 15 minutes, but, uh, let's talk about this weird case of victim autographs that makes me feel icky just saying the word, but that's kind of why we're here on the show, right? We're supposed to talk about stuff. that's uh, not public, uh, people don't talk about it a lot stuff that uh people are interested in but maybe doesn't get a lot of discussion let's talk about victim autographs oh what would you do in my situation uh, mike well before we get into that just uh some of the stories if you guys don't know our backstory me and zane and like stacy we've known each other a long time you know we've we've been in this hobby together i remember when you got some of those in you know we'd we talk about it and it's like just we know each other for quite some time we're yeah. old yep. <laughs> so some of those brought back some memories i'm like i remember like the terry manning with the yep. script but we're all like wow it's it's a script so we all wrote her and trying to get the same thing nobody got it <laughs> oh so, man. good good stuff but yep. on on the victims the uh victims, man yeah so kind of along the same lines i get a lot of a lot of grief on uh the facebook forums for what i collect because you guys if you follow me i am all over the board um i collect a lot of history and history is not always pretty um so i have some some autographs in my collection you know that kind of fall in that same line um as far as victims you know, the, yeah, I the feel one like victims are another category that like we've talked about killers before. That's a, that's one thing they're notorious for, mm. for killing and that, but victims almost feel like worse. Yeah. Like, so it's only <laughs> I, the, the one that jumps out that, you know, I, I recently picked up and I, I picked it up because, you know, he is deceased, but he is a victim. Uh, Steve McNair was a great quarterback with the Titans you know, on the field. Fantastic. Steve Air McNair. I mean, he, he was a superstar off the field. You know, he had a mistress and probably multiple mistresses and one of them put a gun to his head. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, that's, I own that, you know, he, he's a victim. Yeah. But he signed a bunch of autographs and he was a public figure. Like this is not a public figure. This is like somebody that was notorious, like, I guess, after they they were murdered. Um, let's put it, I'll, let me put it in a way that might work better. Like, let's say you had an opportunity to have, and this, like, it just sounds, sounds icky talking about it, but like uh, somebody that passed away in 9-11 that was uh, not famous before that, but maybe had one of those famous stories that came out of 9-11 afterwards. Would you pounce on that if you, if you could get it? absolutely <laughs> me me personally absolutely i mean i i, I collect 9-11 stuff and, right that's why know, i asked the question because right I <laughs> so i i've written to survivors um if like i i can't think of the guy's name but there was a famous um photo the chaplain for one of the the uh police uh, fire department chaplains you know he, he was getting carried out um, it, it's a very famous photo. If you Google nine 11 chaplain, uh, fire department, you know, he, he was a victim. And if I could get my hands on, you know, that something signed by him, a letter or something, you know, I wouldn't necessarily do this, but if you could map that with that photo, it sounds awful. Yeah. But, but it's, it'd be I, amazing piece. It, it would, would be an amazing it, piece. Right. And I'm, I'm not doing it to glorify what happened, but it is part of history and yeah. it is a conversation piece. And there's going to be two sides to every story. People are going to be like, that's God awful. 
And there's going to be people that is like, that's awesome because it, it, you know, you're going to have both sides and I'm I feel one like of the that market's not very strong either. Actually, no, you know I, what? I'm selling the victim autograph right now, but you know why I don't feel bad? Cause it happened back in like the twenties. So I don't feel bad. I have, um, uh, on my eBay store, um, survive, uh, people that survived and were killed, uh, on the Hindenburg. What it is, it's, it's a crew signed, uh, photo of the Graf Zeppelin, uh, which was the first Zeppelin, uh, famous for, I think it was German Zeppelin that became famous. And this is a crew signed photo. Turns out half of that crew also worked on the Hindenburg. And I think two people on that photo that signed died on the Hindenburg and the market is not great. Like, I think people like even that far back, I don't know if people just, it gives them the willies. I don't know if authenticity could be a, an issue because they, they worry that like, there's not a lot of examples of these people who were unknown before have hardly any signatures out there. Not a lot to compare it to. Um, maybe that worries them, but like, I, I, it's a weird, I, it's a weird area it, it, where like a lot of people feel uncomfortable. I know I feel yeah. uncomfortable, but like, like you said, like if I had the opportunity to buy it and like, I could like picture that matte piece of something of a, that I collected, uh, of, even if somebody was a victim, like I'd probably pull the trigger too. Yeah. Now, I don't and play I, I, I think stuff, but if, if that's something yeah. like that was in my wheelhouse, yeah, I'd pull the trigger. I, I, I think it's a very niche, you know, market because your, your autograph, you know, the people that are buying autographs, you know, they're buying them as gifts for somebody who might not be a collector. You know, it may be the one piece they have on the wall. Now me, I, I'm a, I'm an autograph collector. You know, I appreciate the history aspect, you know, so I'm going to get that, but somebody like, you know, somebody's husband or wife that is just buying something they're looking for the A-list celebrity, a name, so I, I don't think you're going to get that type of market, but I've always thought, and this is a idea of always, my mom always kept my like high school, uh, high school stuff, my, my, not my high school stuff, but my, uh, elementary school stuff, like, uh, all your papers and like drawings and like your, uh, when you draw out your letters and stuff and write your name for the first time. So I had a big box of that stuff that my mom kept. And I always thought that um, you know, a lot of people have that. A lot of people have at least a box with like stuff that they did as a younger kid. And whenever a disaster or a tragedy happens um, and a family doesn't have any money and you can obviously raise money um, or whatever um, pe by people donating, that's obviously an option. But if that wasn't an option for some reason, the family could easily, if it was a notorious case, sell those items from the person's childhood and, you know, pay for whatever they needed to pay for. Um, but nobody, like, that's such an, I don't know, that's a weird, I feel like a lot of people would be off put by that. Like, yeah. So, what do you think? You know, the way, the way I think about it, if, if you've ever been to Dallas, you know, obviously you guys know, if you follow me, I, I collect the Kennedy assassination, anybody associated with it. So I, I've actually been to Dallas. I had to go there on business. So I went to Dealey Plaza, you know, and I, I went later at night. So the traffic wasn't bad, but if you've ever been there, you know, you see the, the school book depository is still there, but out in the street, they have, all it is, is a white X where supposedly the, the kill shot, you know, took place. So of course, what do I do as a, you know, somebody who's fascinated by it and I think it's part of history. I went out in the middle of the street and stood there and, you know, faced the way Kennedy was and then looked back and see if they could make the shot, looked at the grassy knoll. That's just the type of person I am because I'm, I'm fascinated by that. So when I think of victim autographs, you know, I think of it as part of history. So like, if you go to Dealey Plaza, there's a museum on the sixth floor. Uh, if you go to New York city, there's the, the world trade center museum now that has artifacts. So if, 
if if you get a, a piece of history like in a victim autograph and it's matted with a photo and you display it you know i treat it like a, a museum piece you know right. you can look at that and you know part of the reason i collect the history autographs is you know when archer gets older and he's in in school he actually learns about that i can hand him something and be like this person was there they touched right. this or go Google this person and look, here's something signed by that person. So I, I don't have a problem with the, the victims, you know, some of the people I write to are victims that didn't uh, perish either. Um, one that jumps off the top of my head, uh, one of the secret service guys that took a bullet for uh, Reagan. Uh, he's a victim. He was shot by Hinckley. Um, he didn't die, but I sent him a photo and he, you know, I sent a couple photos and he didn't sign one of them, which was, um, president Reagan laying on the ground with, with him, you know, there. And I, I understand that, but you know, I, I wanted to send because it is part of history. He's a victim, you know, yeah. and I, I'd probably catch some crap because I sent to him because he's not a celebrity. He probably doesn't want to relive it. And I get that, but you know, it, it's, it's all about how you approach it too. They can always you know, tear your letter up. Right. He doesn't have to sign. Yeah. He graciously yeah. did. And, yeah. you know, in my letters, I state, you know, I'm, I'm a collector. This is why I'm writing. I, I collect history. You know, I want this for my son to, when he learns about president Reagan being shot, which you learn about in school, here's something that, you know, with the Kennedy assassination, I've gotten handwritten eyewitness accounts from people that were there. I mean, it, it sucks because they might not want to relive that and that's their choice, but some of them don't have a problem with it. And yeah. those are invaluable. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, you talked me into it. I'm selling this on uh, eBay. for hundred bucks. <laughs> there you go. I'll buy it. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on from the uh, dower topic of victim autographs. Two fanatic feedback. We got one question in this week. Remember, autographersanonymous.com. Go submit a question. We'll answer it on next week's show or next show. Not because it's not weekly, it's bi weekly. Um, so the question for this week is when trying to when trying a private address and it doesn't come back RTS, does that confirm that you have the correct address? No. Um, no. for one, for for one, like people that get mail that's not addressed to them sometimes open it up and realize what it is, throw it away. Um, sometimes you send and the person has a service that automatically uh, throws that stuff away when they realize it's fan mail. So it's just going to get disposed of. And that, that address is not valid if your stuff's getting thrown away. Like uh, I guess you could say if you did it a different in a different uh if you put it in a business envelope or something like that, um, maybe it could get through. Uh, so maybe then it would be a valid address. But um, there's a bunch of things that can happen to mail where you don't. It could get lost in the mail, for God's sake. Um, what do you guys say about this, Mike? It, I, I don't think it confirms it. But if, if you do your research and you do enough research where you can be like, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is their you house. You confirm before you send the letter. <laughs> yeah right. it, it's it's not a 100 percent confirmation but if if you send something out you don't get it back and the the post office is weird because you might not get an rts back right away i don't know where it goes it may get you know to the city where it's going to and then go through a bunch of different places and then you know six months later eight months later you get an rts so it, just because you didn't get an RTS right away, you might get it later still. Um, but there, there's a lot of things that could happen. But if you don't get something back, yeah, you might have the right address. It's not a confirmation by any means. But if, if you do enough research and say, yep, this is, this is somebody's house and you don't get something back, eh, it's worth a shot. I've got letters back from people that um, said, hey, I'm not this person, but uh, I'll help you track them down. Or um, I'm not this person, sorry. And they send a letter back saying that. So if there's those people sending those letters out, there's people getting it and being like, what the hell is this? And throwing it in the garbage. So um, yeah, the best thing you can do is try to validate before you send. 
that way you know if you're not getting that to their current house at least it's going to their last house and possibly have a forward to their new house so um yeah that's kind of where you stand on private addresses are a total crapshoot that you're not going to win like even close to the majority of no, unless you absolutely unless you're getting addresses that are proven already which they aren't really private addresses. Then they're not so. private addresses. The, yeah. the the key to a private address, you know, when we say private address, it's not something that's really published on a Star Tiger. Right. So the, the key to that is doing your research, and you know that takes diving into the web and doing you know your your research on where they are, you know, currently their job, who they're married to, stuff like that. But if if you're doing a lot of a lot of the back research, then you know it's you've already kind of confirmed that it's their address and you know, you're going to get the A-list stars that you track them down. They're not going to return it. Yeah. And if they simple. do sign for you once, they're not going to sign again for your friend most likely. Cause they're going to be like, Oh crap, they found me. And they're going to put a blocker in place where they're not going to get that mail anymore yep. or they're going to get a preprint or whatever. Stephen they King. <laughs> Stephen King. Actually Stephen. he signed like for a week or two. So yeah. granted he did pretty good for his giant name. Yeah. So just forewarned, if, if you do private addresses and you're part of Facebook forums or, you know, something, social medias, you post it, there's a good chance that that window is going to close quickly. Yes. It's, um, I think the best way to do private addresses by far is research yourself, um, and try things. And I know that like for every, you know, hundred you send out, you're going to get, you know, 10 back you know and that's just like stuff you're getting back it may not be 10 signatures yeah. um it's a very low low number game but you get some amazing like i got right. i got harrison ford man yep. i mean like so, there's stuff that you get back <laughs> and it's like oh wow like there's no way this would have happened before i saw somewhere on on facebook or somebody got harrison ford this week uh via email or something i don't know sounds like a hoax though yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, now with, I don't know with, with private addresses, I like to think of them as home runs. You know, you're swinging for the fence. So you send out 10. I'm expecting to get none back. If I do, yeah. it's usually a home run. So it's a bigger name. Right. Yeah. Only send out home runs. Therefore, when you do get a return, um, it's always a, a surprise, a very, very good surprise. Um, okay. So that's a great question. Um, we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to the giveaway winner for our last show and that is brad b congratulations you won a month worth of star tiger the uh, we're not sponsored by them but they're by far the best source if you're an autograph collector for addresses comparing scans which we're about to do using start I, at least i did it on my end using star tiger um so congratulations to brad b for winning a month subscription uh, we'll get in touch with you this week, we got a doozy, my friends, and you're going to want to run over there right now and enter because I'm giving away something that I sell quite a bit, but I know you guys are going to go crazy for it. Um, uh, this is a signed copy of To Rule the Night, which uh, is written by a moonwalker, Jim Irwin. He uh, actually was the first to pass away of the Moonwalkers. I think it was like 91 or something when he passed away. But uh, signed right here. Even drew a little picture of the Crescent Moon. Signed uh, with his Apollo mission. So um, Apollo 15. And uh, that's uh, up for grabs. It's one of my worst copies that I have. It's pretty banged up. and I mean, it's not too bad. It's got a slanted spine also with some like standing to the edge so i figured i'd just go ahead and throw it in here if you guys want a moonwalker autograph um it's up for grabs you can get it for free all you have to do is go to our website autographersanonymous.com hit the giveaway button and enter the question and the question for this week is what else do you collect other than autographs um i know collectors tend not to be collecting in one area they tend to have one major area which you know can be autograph collecting but do you collect comics do you collect uh stamps do you collect rubber bands do you collect boogers i mean whatever you collect just let us know and uh you'll be entered to win <laughs> troy says he collects dust um <laughs> i think we all are collecting dust at this point um so yeah 
Um, get your copy of Jim Irwin's To Rule the Night signed, uh, free of charge. Go enter autographersanonymous.com. Hit the giveaway button on the right hand side. Um, now, everybody's favorite segment The Case Against. Who won last week? Nobody. Um, it was a straight up tie. Uh, we add all the polls together and it was a perfect tie. Uh, Donald Trump and Lawrence Taylor um, had the same amount of votes. So we're doing back to back episodes of the case against uh, this week. You're getting the Lawrence Taylor next uh, week. You'll get the Trumpster or next show. I keep saying week. Um, so shall we dive in to the case against Lawrence Taylor? Um, who wants to start? Go who ahead. <laughs> All righty. I shall start. Exhibit A. <laughs> um, let me get you uh, guys over here. All right. We'll start with uh, Lawrence Taylor's in-persons. Now, I want to start off by saying the first thing you're going to realize about Mr. Taylor is his variation and in-person signatures are insane. Like, I haven't seen this much of variation since Michael Madsen, which wasn't an official a case against. It was one we did to test out. Um, but uh, his in-persons range greatly. So here you see a helmet with the looped Y, which you don't see a lot of with Taylor's. But again, this is Star Tiger in person. Another helmet from a different person. Um, looped Y again, weird. And uh, you see this little squiggly down here. What, what the hell is that? Man, it's like it's like a some kind of weird like uh, Illuminati sign or something. Nope, it's his number. He does like this weird loop to make his 56. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, and this is a card which is a rare in-person um, signature because you're going to get Lawrence Taylor in person. You're not likely to get a card signed. You're going to want to get a jersey or a helmet or something like that or a photo. Um, so uh, I think this might qualify as a loop. It's so tiny that like you can barely tell. Like It's not a big loop. And this signature is very uh, fat and stocky with, um, with the line not going too far down. This is a very weird Lawrence Taylor signature, but again, it's in person. What the hell we have here? Another um, in-person autograph. Um, this is on a set of cards, so it's a little small. Um, I don't know if I can see here if I can zoom in. Um, okay, so uh, I don't know if you can see that there. That is a fat, fat signature with a tiny little loop uh, for the P but it's almost like a very rushed version of his signature. Um, doesn't look anything really like his other ones. Um, not spelled out at all. It's more like a scribble. Um, moving on. Uh, I forget where the... I think these are the... Yeah, these are still in-person. Okay, so this is another in-person signature on a photo. This looks nothing like the other ones. But the Hall of Fame is indicative of his Hall of Fame inscription, so it is legit. Um, but um, it does a little. I call I call his TTM signature Gaylor because it always looks like Gaylor to me, and this is the one that does look like Gaylor. Um, so we've seen a bunch of different signatures from Lawrence, and this is the first Gaylor that we have. But it's a very fancy Gaylor, very elongated with a long tail on the first letter. Um, and, and the Hall of Fame inscription, which matches the handwriting. Here we have another in-person on a index card. And as you can see, you got the little Illuminati weird uh, number here, 56. The way he does it with all the loops and stuff, he does it like in one stroke or something. Um, but this signature is ugly as hell. This signature and this signature, dude, it looks nothing. <laughs> it, it looks like... Like it looks like he just lost the ability to write. Like, I don't know. These are around the same time, apparently. Uh, also, I, I just don't know what's going on here. I feel like his signature, he just slaps it on however he feels that day. Whatever item he's signing, maybe it changes. But my point is, his signature varies in an insane way. 
And here is actually an in-person that uh, Chase sent us. Uh, uh, somebody he knows got an in-person. And uh, it's a fancier signature, uh, kind of like the uh, photo we have here uh, with the street Y, um, not the looped Y. These are all over the place. I mean, this, there's no way I would... I mean, like if I was an authenticator, half these would fail. Yet they're marked as in-persons. Are half these people lying that they got an in-person signature? I doubt it. I think his signature varies greatly. All right, let's move on to these stupid TTM signatures that are secretarials. All right. <laughs> I call these galers. Um, most of his TTMs are galers. Um, they just look like... Uh, or Gatons. Gatons is what I called them. I couldn't remember what I called them. It was Gatons. Because I always kept thinking about Gary Payton because this looks like Payton. But it's, it's a G, so it's Gatons. Um, anyways, so this signature um, is seen on almost all of his TTMs. And what's this over here? We got a 5 and a 6. Uh-oh. That's not looking like the 5 and the 6 that we had earlier. That doesn't look like my little Illuminati symbol, does it? Um, we do have the straight down a Y. But... Uh, I don't know. Let's see here. We got another uh, Gaylor or uh, Gaten or whatever. Um, again, the five six, no Illuminati symbol. The NYG with the hangover on the G. Um, that could be an apostrophe. That could be a fancy G. I'm not sure, but it shows up later on some of his other TTMs, telling you the same person has signed these. Um, Moving on, again, uh, Gaten with the hangover on the G, same person signed this. All these are looking the same. This one's maybe a little cleaner. This one, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Gaten, but it's elongated for some reason on the book. I guess they felt like they had to fill up more space. But again, 56, no Illuminati symbol, hangover on the G, same person signed this. Nobody makes a hangover on the G that I know. Um, so to have this on the signature tells you that it's probably the same person. Um, this is the prettiest TTM I found. I'm not sure on this one. Uh, you got a little loop here at the end, which is kind of weird because it's either the loop or not a loop, not a mini loop. But um, that one was a little convincing. But uh, here's your typical, typical Gaten. But again... Look on this one, you got a little bitty loop on that one too. So I'm not sure if maybe this one's straight down again. So these are all very similar signatures with the ones that have inscriptions obviously being by the same uh, person. Definitely. Um, these last few, I pulled them because they were kind of outliers. Uh, they looked a little cleaner. Possibly he could have signed his mail that day. Um, but they're all Gaten. They all say, look like they say Gaten. Um, so that's where I stand. I, I think he has a secretary that signs for him. I think it's pretty obvious. I don't know if Mike may disagree with me here. But his, his variation is so strong on his IPs. Look at this stuff. That you're telling me this guy who signs sporadically a million different ways signs all of his TTM stuff the exact same way other than minor differences. I'm not buying it. So that's my uh, that's my case against Lawrence Taylor. What do you got, Mike? Lawrence Taylor. All right. So I, I'm in the same boat with Zane. I looked at the Star Tigers, and, and let's just put this out there like he did. His signature has a huge variation from you know his IP stuff to the TTMs. To what I think is like a, a paid sit down type signing. And what I found, this is a PSA DNA Lawrence Taylor. Now I think this is one of the prettier sit down type uh, autographs. So what I was looking at is the, the first letter you know, I, I'm not going with the IP stuff because like Zane said, that is, that's rubbish, I think. <laughs> so what I'm going to focus on is the, what looks like a G. And if you can see this one, 
you know, it, it's very, very fluid, very tight, not all over the place. That 52 kind of looks like the Illuminati symbol too, but it wasn't sloppy like the other ones. Yeah. So you can see the Illuminati, not the, I'm just keep saying Illuminati, but you can see where it loops the same way. Unlike the other ones, which are straight 52s. Go ahead. Sorry. Inter interrupting. All right. So these are the classic secretarial I or uh, TTMs. What I think they're trying to accomplish is to make the Lawrence Taylor TTMs look like the paid signing ones. And the biggest difference I saw, you know, the, the loop is very, very sloppy. You know, it, they, they tried way too hard to make, if, if you compare it to the first one, like I said, very fluid, very tight, you know, not all over the place. If you look at his TTMs, it, it's more of a scribble, like they're trying to incorporate the uh, in-person first part of Lawrence with the sit down, you know, very fluid G. And That's I think a great observation. I didn't think about that. They were trying to copy his, uh, his sit down. Yeah. That's so I, I, I think it's all over the place. Um, the other thing that I've seen that stuck out on the paid sit down and a lot of his certified stuff, if you look at where he crosses the T, you know, it connects to the first part of, we'll call it the G. The G comes down and it's a very short cross. If you look at a lot of the TTMs, the T goes jetting across. The T goes jetting across, and I don't think that's a characteristic of his signature. Yeah, you're right. From what I've seen, when he crosses the T to Taylor, it's very short. You know, his his signature, when he has a sit-down, is a beautiful, tight signature. I mean, it says Taylor. You can read it, and it's the T. Dude, you're 100% you're right. That's the tell. Like and I'm looking at all these that I have pulled up. All the in-persons have short tail, if no tail at all, on the oh, uh, yeah. the photo that I showed. That was the real weird one. And um, and, and all these other ones have long ass tails. Oh yeah, everything that I saw TTM goes jetting all the way across the signature, and that just stuck out to me like a sore thumb. I have great respect for what he did on the field. Do I think that he's using a secretarial? Absolutely. Yep. He gets paid a lot of money to attend shows and you know, his, his autograph still holds quite a bit of value. Um, now let's put this out there. Don't go shredding your TTMs because what we say <laughs> we're, we're not experts. Even the experts aren't experts. That's it's an educated guess. That's all it is. We, we did our research. We spent all week looking at photos. We do the same thing. We look at, Star Tiger, which is a valuable resource, and PSA, who are authenticators, but they didn't witness most of these. People send them in, and they look at it the same way we do. So could he have signed TTM at one point? Yes. I wish I could have found it. I have a TTM from years ago. Um, I don't think it has the jetting across. It's a, an old 8x10, and... I think there was a small window where he was signing or, you know, maybe he changed secretaries. I don't know, but I don't, if you look at your signature, if you have one TTM and you see a first sloppy kind of almost looks like an S it's not that fluid looking G and then all the way across where it crosses a T, I think it's secretarial. That jut is so consistent that I think that's like the Debbie Reynolds S. I think you found the Debbie Reynolds S for Lawrence Taylor. Um, real easy tell. Not 100%. You know, we're saying this is our opinion after doing research, but me and Mike have done this for a long time. And, you know, I sell signatures for a living, so it's important for me to know. Um, and I have a lot of experience with this. Um, you make your mind up you take the evidence in and, and if you have this in your collection it's important for you to trust your own collection some people don't care and for those people you know to each their own that's fine just uh, 
if we've we've also talked about this um maybe marking it as suspect in your collection if you do suspect it that way um fakes don't get back out in the market if some if you sell your collection to somebody forget it's in there um you know then somebody sells it to somebody else and you have more fakes on the market or suspected fakes we're not saying it's fake suspected fakes and, um, and and with ttms you you never know you know unless you get it signed in person you never know but if, if you're happy with it in your collection that's your choice you know right be, because you got it ttm you got to return you're happy with it kudos to you you know like i said this is just our educated guess and that's all it is if, if so you don't want to take our work it's worth <laughs> so much money it's going to be huge when i sell them oh yeah um so yeah that, i'm glad we agreed on this because i was a little worried you'd come back with some compelling evidence the other way as yeah. you usually do uh but uh i think we're gonna do what do you want to do we're sitting we, we have our scale here uh definitely authentic probably authentic neutral probably fake definitely fake i'm gonna throw it as definitely fake where are you sitting I, I think if you're looking at the ones we talked about with with the uh, the jetting across T, if it's it's fully cross, I think those are definitely fake. All right, we've made our decision. We're going with definitely fake, which is by far I think the most consensus we've had on these, um, which is a strong strong opinion. What do you guys think? Go ahead and let us know in the comments if you're watching this on YouTube, or uh, let us know in fa uh, fanatic feedback on our yeah. website. And maybe we'll talk about it on the show if you guys have any disagreements um, through that. So, and if uh, you guys have any examples in your collection, feel free to post them on on the uh, Facebook page. I'd love to take a look at them. If if you got a TTM that's not all the way crossed or anything like that, post it up. Yeah, because like the the one thing about talking about authenticity is we want to be proved. If if we're making a mistake, we want to be proved wrong. Like we're not out to like say this is real or fake to make money or like uh, just add another piece to our collection. We want to be right. That's the most important thing. So any new evidence um, is important. So yeah, um, we 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 do these segments to help you guys also because you know we we want your collections to be authentic. Yeah, if not, I'll start a conversation between other people in other communities to make their decision on top of our decision. And uh, as you know, with the TTM community, um, once the ball starts rolling on secretarials, um, if it's secretarial, it'll usually take off and the community will know about it. Um, like Debbie Reynolds is one that happened. I remember when, when that happened, people started suspecting and the ball rolled and then it became the consensus. Don, John Travolta has been like that forever. I can't remember when anybody thought he was authentic uh, TTM and the forums and the communities that are more in the know, I would say, not the just generic fan community, you know, the more it, autographed yeah. culture community. I, on, on top of that, the more people talk about it, the more people, you know, engage in these type of discussions, you know, that kind of stuff ends up on a star tiger where it gets flagged. You know, you, yep. you pull up Lawrence Taylor and all of a sudden it says, you know, warning, this person is known to send out preprints, secretarials, or, you know, I don't remember exact wording, but it will flag that. And if, if you're a new collector in the hobby, and let's say you have a Lawrence Taylor, you know, rookie card, you know, that warning is going to save you from sending it to get ghost sign or, you know, secretarial, which will make the card worthless. We're saving you stamps, folks. Yeah, saving you my time and money. <laughs> All right, that was a good one, man. I enjoyed that one. All right, uh, that's the end of the show. Uh, just a reminder, please go do fanatic feedback, ask us questions. Uh, we'll answer them on the show. Um, promote away, Mikey. Uh, you guys can go to www.autographsforacure.com. I promise I will get new content added on. Uh, I've got a big doctor's appointment coming up tomorrow and next week. So I've been holding off until that gets through, but I will be adding content. I promise. Also one of our new co-hosts, Chase, Chase and Inc on YouTube uh, just surpassed his first year on YouTube. So he's got a contest. If you're on YouTube, make a video, find his channel, go watch that video. He'll give away prizes. But congratulations, Chase, on one year on YouTube. Yeah, and thanks to you guys for being in chat uh, this show. It's nice to have several people in chat 
um talking during the show we can bounce things off you guys a little bit and uh if you guys have any questions we can try to answer those during the show so if you're listening to this on the podcast or on youtube not live we do do this live um i should probably mention that more we do this live every other tuesday so bi-weekly at uh, 8 p.m central standard time you can go to our youtube page and actually watch this live and uh, interact with us a little uh, interact with us a little bit in chat all right let me promote my stuff um i run a ebay store called the savage library um the lots of changes are coming to that very soon uh so look forward to that lower prices for you guys a new business strategy that's going to expand out past autographs a little bit so into more of a collectibles market so um uh, still gonna do autographs don't worry if you like my map pieces and you like my books still gonna be there uh but just part of a bigger thing so um that's gonna be happening probably in the next month or two uh, along with a name change so um i will notify everybody that's you know part of that uh on, on the newsletter of the name change so they know okay i'm rambling um also fabric fobs on etsy own a piece of a celebrity's clothing on a keychain you can carry it around with you for a discussion piece cool stuff that's it for me uh i'm zane savage he's mike and uh, you take care all you autograph addicts bye